What's going on, everybody? It's Thursday at 8, and thanks for tuning in to League Talk on Weagle 91.1. Over the next hour, we'll be discussing and debating a wide variety of sports, prospects, and matchups right here in Auburn, as well as across the nation. My name is Adam, and with the help of my boys Gordy, Bo, and Tucker, we'll bring you the best takes in sports. Let's dive right into it. What is going on, everybody? Whoa, I'm really loud. Sorry about that. Dive straight into it. Yeah, let's just dive right into it. We had an extremely eventful week in sports, yes, uh, to say the least. I know that uh, Shoop and Tucker both held it down last week. If y'all didn't hear, just them. They definitely hard carried the whole thing. Is a lot of basketball last week. Probably still gonna be more basketball this week. I mean, yeah, because we went through a little drought the past couple days before, I guess, baseball today and golf today, where there wasn't any sports. But before that, I mean, it was just hoops. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's been fun to watch. But, yeah, we definitely uh, – we've seen some good games, and now we, it kind of has gone as scripted. We thought it may be all one seeds or you – know, we got three or two one seeds and one two seed, but then there's that uh, that one 11 seed. That'll get you. In. That'll get you. And I feel like every year uh, there's teams that are just completely overlooked, teams that aren't even ever considered. Before I get too, e- too deep into it, though – Got my boy, longtime homie Zach Cole out here today. Zach, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, big fan of the program. Uh, happy to be on. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, man. I mean, we had to bring you because your specialty is golf, and I think for that's sure. definitely an area where we lack. Um, at least, oh, I feel like we're starting to learn more and more about it. But mm-hmm. uh, general knowledge-wise, and as far as some of the courses play out. You definitely are beneficial in that area. Yeah, I listened to a couple podcasts throughout the week to uh, kind of dive in. To the PGA Tour a little bit, so uh, which one's which? What is that one that you listen to? Uh, is it the Barstool one? Uh, no, I listen to like No Laying Up. No Laying Up. Yeah, it's like five guys out of Florida. Listen to them a lot. Do they and, just like uh, play through courses, or are they? Yeah, they're uh, they're just kind of golf guys, and they just really kind of dive into uh, different courses and break down the tournaments and stuff. Yeah, the different like golf architects too. So uh, it's pretty cool. And then I also listen to uh, Get a Grip with uh, Max Homa. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I've heard about that one. Dude, I love Max. I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, super funny guy. He's on with Shane Bacon, who's a uh, golf channel anchor, so. Oh shoot. Yeah. Is he one of the Wait, so is he one of the main voices that's breaking down the plays? I think he does like morning drive. Oh, it's like okay. the morning talk show, kind of like college game day type. Yeah, deal. something like that. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, we're gonna get to golf for sure, but I feel like we got to start with hoops because it's just been so eventful, man. I mean, we'll do a little March Madness recap up to today's point, um, as well as preview the Final Four coming this weekend. But it's been a mess. Yeah, it's been <laughs> an absolute mess, and I've pretty much been wrong at like almost all of my predictions, except I guess Gonzaga and Baylor. But like everyone's been right about Gonzaga and Baylor. So I mean, they were the two favorites. Um, I think it was clear that Gonzaga wasn't going to have much of a difficult road to this position once we saw their like their division. With the, the, like they were in the north, or no, there's no north. They're in the Midwest or the uh, West. The West, yeah, number one overall seed. So, I mean, and then they had, like, Iowa, which people probably thought would have been the most likely team to beat them in their region. They got knocked out. They Their their to toughest Oregon. game so far is arguably Oklahoma. I, I firmly believe that. And they still beat them by 16. They still beat them. But you know who impressed me in that game? I think, I think I'm on the Austin Reeves train. Yeah, I want to see him in the league. Is, he's, he's such a dog. He plays like an NBA player. He's he really got does. the mentality. Like He's like who we all wished Mac McClung was going to be mm-hmm. in college yeah, without the bounce. More, he's a little more savage. But he finishes at the rim. Mm-hmm. He finishes through anybody. I mean, he, he doesn't I, care. I wasn't that familiar with his game before this March tournament, and he's no, just I mean, really he, impressed me. And that's why I think that like he's – like the whole reason I think Oklahoma even was kind of in that game. Like, yeah, that's the only time Gonzaga has really had to like any adversity separate themselves. But like, I mean, they beat the brakes off of Creighton, and then the same thing we saw in the Elite Eight against USC. Like, Who had they were up like sixteen in like the first five minutes. Like it was yeah, it was and ridiculous. it looked like an NBA team playing a high school team, and this is a USC team that had just came off stomping Oregon and stomping Kansas and stomping Drake, like, and then. You get Drew Timmy in his handlebar mustache. Uh, it, it's just like, it's just I had never seen Evan Mobley look at so helpless guarding anybody. And 
Drew was able to just completely tear apart their defense. What did he end up, 29? or Dude, it looked like every single time he shot the ball, it was going in. Yeah, that's that's kind of how... 23. Yeah, he's been playing his best basketball like of the season and is probably going to be the most outstanding player if they, you know, of course, cut down the nets. But yeah, and there's no doubt. I feel like if they win, he's responsible because just his, the way he's played every single game. I mean, he, Kispert hasn't had to do as much. Uh, Jalen Suggs and Kispert both, though, have been producing. Suggs with 18, 10, and 8 that last game. Almost a triple-double. I mean, everyone's efficient. They move the ball so well. Their starting lineup is NBA players. Literally every spot, I think. Is there anything? Who can stop them? That's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> Do you think – I mean, I, I would assume we're all in agreement that, like, Baylor is the team with the biggest chance to beat them just because they maybe have three players who could be NBA-bound. Yeah. Um, I thought Michigan, though. I mean, yeah. which brings me to a kind of soft spot uh, after the way that last game went. Um, don't really have much to say other than I don't understand a couple different things. And I'm going to try to go through fast so that I don't just sound like I'm crying about Michigan the whole time. But why are we shooting threes when we're down by two? Done that three, multiple points this season. Three, you're right. And it's not just us, though. I feel like that's a trend yeah, across yeah, the league. It w- it's ridiculous. It doesn't really make sense. You need one point and you're going to shoot a three? Like what? We had three straight possessions where we're down by two. Franz shoots one at the top of the key three, air ball. Get the ball back. Franz shoots another three. It was a loud brick. It was a loud brick. Finally, Mike Smith takes the ball down the court, does a really fast pull with like five seconds left. Just brick. I mean, uh, we're down by two. Well, I think if you get all those opportunities, Eli what Brooks, are you doing? Uh, Hit that rebound. Yeah, they try to do like a reverse oop put back. I think he must have thought there was less time on the clock. He shot it with like yeah. six seconds left after off the offensive rebound, and that's uh, a tough no shot. S- yeah, he could have just taken the dribble and, and like dribbled out. Yeah, yeah, there was time to dribble it out. Exactly. I don't. He forced one. They had some mental errors there. Um, uh, so it was kind of a as someone. I mean, I say no dog in the fight. I wouldn't be lying if I'm not always rooting against Michigan, and you yeah. probably feel the same way about Ohio State. Yeah. But uh, it, it was a pretty boring game. Yeah, it was. Like 51 to 49. Well, you knew we were going to play defense. Both shot poorly. And you knew we were going to play slow. Uh, what I didn't know was Ju Zhang was going to explode and be literally impossible to guard. Um, that kind of brings me to my next question, though. It was clear to me after watching Gonzaga play that I don't think Michigan was going to have a chance, uh, especially after a performance against UCLA. It kind of confirmed that. Is there any way that UCLA has a chance? I mean, Juzang dropped 28 against us. Uh, he's kind of been carrying them every game so far this tournament. It wasn't like that in the regular season. But what are they going to have to do uh, to stop them or well, to beat them? It kind of seems like they match the style of play of the teams that they go up against. Which is uh, scary. Because, like, they scored 88 against Bama to beat them, but then they scored uh, – 51 to Man. beat you guys so it's like Dude, then they beat Bama that's when I was like okay they could definitely beat yeah us, so I would like to dismiss them Gonzaga's minus 14 and honestly like probably like that. Yeah. it's just like what you said the the largest spread ever for a final, In a four, final game. four game of all it's since or like tied it maybe yeah and like in like some era in like the recent the March Madness era or whatever it is it's yeah. just ridiculous but I mean, uh and so I, probably w- cover. I would like to dismiss UCLA because Gonzaga's just so good but like there is a part of me that's like, well, UCLA is like, they're scrappy. Like, they just don't go away. They're going to like. They are so scrappy. They're, and they're playing amazing basketball right now. I had them literally losing in the playing game to Michigan State. I did too. So, like. I literally had them I've, losing I've in the I've doubted them every, And, yeah, I've, I would have had them losing and probably, like, maybe to BYU. Probably not to Abilene Christian. I had them beating them. If, but I didn't have that matchup, so <laughs> they check off a couple boxes though. Yeah, uh, Tiger Campbell is a very capable point guard. I got to see it firsthand in high school. He played for La Lumiere, and we played them over in a Chicago tournament over Thanksgiving in like 2017. And he was young. He had just transferred, I think. Bo said he played against him too when he was in Tennessee. I guess he transferred from some school to La Lumiere, but yeah, he was a top top recruit, and he right now is a redshirted sophomore. Um, but he's, as far as moving the ball down the court and keeping the pace, he's really dominated. And I think in a lot of these games, the point guard who dominates the most really sets the pace and the standard for the whole game. And Mike Smith was not able to produce against him at all. 
Uh, Mike's, Mike only had three points, uh, one for seven. He played good defense on him, whatever. The thing I noticed about UCLA is they didn't score a single bench point against Michigan. They didn't have one. Oof. And if you're going to beat a team like Gonzaga, as deep as they are, you're going to need some kind of extra production from somewhere. Mm -hmm. You're going to need some kind of spark. You're going to need something. Well, and like going along with what I said that the how they kind of match the style of play, like they will have to score somewhere near 90 points. Probably. So Gonzaga. Right, that they do, they're going to need some like bench production. They're going to need 20 points from their bench that game somehow. They're going to need more than Juzang also. Like he can have yeah. 30 and they're still not going to win because he had 30 against us and they only had 50 points. Mm-hmm. And so Gonzaga has been I also, they over settled, 80 points like every game. Yeah, every single game. Uh, and Literally. Uh, they, they, UCLA tend, like, they kind of got used to settling for those mid-range jumpers. Uh, yeah. They were hitting I think them. They hit, I've hit them in the past few rounds, but this last one they were off from them. Thankfully, they were made up for it with good defense. But uh, They did play good defense. That's, like you said, though, they're scrappy. I mean, they fight. And yeah. it is March, and... This kind of leads me to three things we've learned in March Madness. Uh, the first thing, depth has been more important than star power as far as the current landscape. The teams that are deeper, that have these bench guys that can play or have multiple guys in their starting lineup that can drop 20 on you, who knows who it's going to be, those have been more successful than teams like Oklahoma State or like – With like a dynamic duo maybe or like just like one kind of leader. Like, right, right. And, yeah. I mean, teams like – USC was it, they weren't able to produce Mobley couldn't work so they had nothing you know uh, and there's I a think couple we we talked about that before the tournament and we're kind of like debating on which style which is, is more, more important like yeah which yeah. is more and for this tournament at least depth it's been depth it's not been the star power like dynamic duos and not to say that like Gonzaga and Baylor aren't full of stars because they are. But like they they have so many guys who are like bound to give them almost twenty points, or who are, who are dangerous enough to be able to score like twenty twenty five points. And, and right, and we don't even know way better. They have so many bench guys that like barely get to play against USC. They played their starting five, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight other guys all got in the game, and that's in an elite eight game mm -hmm. where they win by nineteen. Mm -hmm. They're, they probably, if, if forced to, my money is on them just because of the different types of production you get from them and the different guys, different styles of play, like Suggs, Kispert, Timmy. Uh, they Joel. shot 50% from the field again, by the way. That's not fair, dude. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Well, another thing I've learned, though, number two, or we've learned, nobody is too low of a seed to upset anybody. Mm -hmm. We saw that from Illinois. We saw that from y'all. Yeah, found that out firsthand. But, but we saw it, too. We were number one seed and lost to the number 11 UCLA. Bama saw it, too. Bama saw it. Alex Reese saw it. Yeah. <laughs> He's crying. Poor Alex Reese. He hit the toughest shot of the tournament, though, probably. Yeah. It was, a, it was you know, like, feet were on the logo. It's a, big, it's a huge logo, let me add. But, he, you know, it's still It's on a the big logo. logo. It was his only points of the whole game. And Nate Oates said after the game that he literally just put him in to start that second half with some extra firepowers, maybe some kind of spark. That was a heck of a spark. Yeah, it didn't but, work. Um, but it wasn't enough to get him going. That that game was really weird in the sense that like Bama's stars didn't really show up other than like Petty. But like, oh, did you see the memes about Herb building a house with bricks? Yeah, well, he only uh, yeah from the free throw line, but he only shot six times from the field, and there was uh, between Petty and Shackelford, those two guys were like Shackelford barely shot, right? No, he or no, sorry, not yeah, Shackelford barely shot. I meant Quinterly. Sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah. Between Quinterly and Petty, they were like twelve of like thirty-seven or like Ouch. fourteen of thirty-seven or something. It was N not good. Nate Oates being a stats guy has to be like, guys, what the heck was that? Yeah, what like Shackelford and Primo and Herb Jones just were not shooting. They saw Ju Zhang firsthand though. Mm -hmm. he, that was the first time I really started to give this guy some crazy respect. Not enough, I guess. I still have my money on Michigan to beat him, but I don't know. Another thing, though, is more effort definitely needs to be putting into seeding uh, these teams because it's kind of ridiculous that you got teams like Oral Roberts, 15 seed, mm -hmm. uh, who have Max Abemus, who has won Player of the Year in certain, certain like, not the AP Player of the Year. Luca Garza <laughs> just got that, but in some of the other ones he did. He's also the leading scorer in the NCAA. 
Um, they got that second guy. They were like the best three-point shooting team in yeah, the tournament. Yeah, the too. best and I think the best free-throw shooting team yeah. in the entire tournament. Yeah, so. They had 10 then, losses uh, on the season, but Tennessee, those things matter. I've said this, I think, three weeks in a row. Most, like, overrated five-seed ever. They had the same exact record as, like, LSU and Missouri. We all called Played in the too. same conference, same record. Like, we same said, exact type of wins. I didn't make one bracket that had Tennessee winning. No, I had them losing in that g- first game to Oregon State every single time. Yeah, that was the only actually I didn't lock. have Oregon State in the uh, Elite Eight, but I did have them beating Tennessee. Right? Yeah. But, yeah, no, I normally feel like the seeds are pretty solid. Like, I'm trying to figure out what the cause would be for this year other than maybe, like, we saw less, less like, games? interleague matchups than we're used to seeing like some teams maybe didn't play as many yeah so and those were like earlier in the year but i i don't know why it felt like the big 10 was overrated and the pac-12 was really yeah. underrated like yeah, we, I, that just blew up, my mind up. i i had been talking about how i think the big 10 because of their competition level that they saw every week they were more prepared and i was just i just sounded like an idiot pretty much i mean Illinois going down, Ohio State going down, Michigan not making it to the Final Four. You know, they get, Big Ten came in with nine teams, and then Michigan made it the furthest, obviously with the Elite Eight. But like, is the Pac-12 after like that? Second, is it just too late round, at night? There was two teams left from the Big Ten. Do we not know this because Pac-12 only plays at like eleven o'clock at night? Pac-12 after dark. We yeah, just, <laughs> I mean, we I just burn paint. Well, or like. We're only used to Arizona being really good from the Pac-12, and since they weren't good, they weren't good we just kind of, like, wrote them off, I guess. Like, and I kind of wrote off Oregon, too. I mean, they uh, are historically a good tournament team, but I didn't know much about them. I knew about Evan Mobley. I knew about the guys over there in Boulder. I knew, I mean, just not as much as I should have, I guess. But speaking of UCLA, uh, did they win that game, or did Michigan blow it with those awful plays at the end? Because I kind of feel like they blew it. Um, Michigan definitely had multiple opportunities to win. Does so that mean we blew it because we had chances? Kind to do of. It? Yeah, you had multiple. So I did. I would feel like that is kind of. Well, why isn't Juwan Howard? I kind of put it on his on his shoulders. So he should probably take responsibility. Where is the baseline out of out of bounds play? The BLOB for Hunter Dickinson to catch a lob at the rim with like what was it, 0.5 left at that very last play, and they walk out there, and Dickinson is the guy throwing in the ball, our biggest guy, after their biggest guy had just fouled out of the whole game. Or even, like, Franz going to – no one was going to the rim is the point. It doesn't matter who goes, but someone has to. Why does everyone want to be a hero? Yeah. Everyone wants the Damian Lillard three. Everyone wants the well, Steph Curry and, shot. Like, yeah, and, and not everyone in college is like that. Max Amos is like that. But Wagner is not like that. He might be someday. Maybe uh, not from deep. But yeah, I don't understand why you don't try to get two at any point because they were down. I think they were down one at one point, and then obviously, you know, they were down two, they lost by two. But yeah. ah, I don't know. I, I UCLA played well, but yeah, Michigan has got to feel like they should have won that one. Yeah, definitely. But um, like I, I, I don't think it would have mattered. I think either way, these teams lose to Gonzaga. You're right. You're right. Another thing that uh, we saw coming probably. Uh, is Sharif Cooper has been rumored. This is not confirmed, um, but it's recently developed today that people are expecting Sharif to announce to go to the draft in the next day or so. Um, he's like the 17th ranked pick in the ESPN Top 100, uh, right behind T- Trey Mann from Florida, who probably got some draft stock boosting from his big shots in the tournament. Um, I'm sure Sharif would have had similar love if we made it, but... That's kind of sad. We really wanted to see him play with Jabari Smith. If this mm-hmm. is true, I mean, it's not confirmed yet. but Yeah, that would have been nice. But I, I think we kind of knew he was – not that it's confirmed, but you we kind of knew. It, we, had, we had it coming. <laughs> you just hope. Everyone can hope, right? Yeah. I don't but I understand it. If you can be a lottery pick and go to the NBA, why would you not try it out? Yeah, I mean, he's going to sign with his dad. Um mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's more money for him and the family. I know he's been – he's probably mad at the NCAA for the way that his case was handled this whole season yeah. anyways. Oh, I mean, and JT Thor is uh, yeah, testing the water for the draft, but he's not going to sign with an agent. He probably should. You know, the draft this past couple of years, everyone just gets picked off, like, potential. And you got guys like Onyeko Okongwu and, like, some of the other guys that get drafted Pat- early Patrick the past Williams couple of years. Patrick kind of Williams based off potential, but he's been doing well so far. Yeah, and, I mean – Thor didn't produce like we thought he would, but what, you think he could get drafted? 
I don't I don't really know. I I'm not really sure how the second round will play out. I, feel I don't like think I have an okay idea in the first round, at least with like the yeah. lottery picks and stuff. But I don't think there's room for him in the first round. Yeah. He'll probably come back. No, no, there's I don't think there is. Uh, I think he probably returns. And there's some other guys that are doing similar things. Kind uh, of a lot of guys. My boy from Ohio State, E.J. Liddell, is going to try the same thing, just test the waters. He had, like, a big jump in development from this year, so might as well try it. And yeah. then if it doesn't work out, you just come back, and yeah. you know, no harm, no foul. You definitely should try it. Um, signing with an agent, that pretty much cements you into going to the draft and leaving college, for those who don't know already. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, you got to go overseas at that point. Um, but – yeah, I mean, and then it, is Franz doing? No, Franz probably will sign with an agent because he's supposed to. Be Franz should. He's supposed to be a first round pick, but uh, maybe not. I don't know how it's looking after the way he shot. In and the then Austin Reeves is kind of. Yeah, he's testing. He's probably. I think he's a senior actually. So Dude, he, he is gonna be a dog, man. He's gonna be one of those I guys. I thought he was the fortieth on the uh, top one hundred. He's gonna be like the Miles Powell or like the uh, who like. Um, there's other there's so many guys I feel like in the G League that are don't get drafted because they're old compared to some of the other young guys that get picked early and then just start getting buckets mm-hmm. and then make their way in. Yeah, there's, could definitely yeah, there's be room for him in the NBA, I think. Uh, but he's been playing. You know, just I guess a little preview of what's gonna happen this weekend, back to square one. You got Houston against Baylor in the Battle of Texas. Which is something I slept on when Texas played Abilene Christian that very first game. Yeah. I just thought I never even considered Abilene Christian. No. Found out they're in the same state. This is like the championship for Abilene Christian. They don't it's even like care if they Super advance. Bowl, yeah. Yeah, they just wanted to beat Texas. That one still makes no sense to me. Yeah. Like, and it was clearly a fluke and maybe just some weird. Like, just makes no sense. Rivalry that we didn't know about. But Texas only scored 52 points and like. Uh, Abilene had almost 30 more shots, but they only won by one. Like it's Dude, it's just ridiculous, I, man. Greg Brown the barely stats played. Don't make, the box score doesn't make sense if you look at it. Like, how did this game – like, how did this happen? Is this even a real <laughs> – Yeah. Well, now Texas has Chris Beard, uh, yeah. who just is coming from Texas also, Tech, which is weird. Betrayal. Yeah, literally to their like, rival. I mean, yeah. That's just that? weird. <laughs> I uh, saw Patrick Mahomes tweet about it today. He's probably eating a ketchup sandwich while he was making the tweet. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Zach, would you ever try a ketchup sandwich? No chance. No like, chance. Even if that means you could be the NFL MVP and the Super Bowl MVP? Uh, I could definitely, probably. Could you eat one every day, though? For that? That's what he, apparently he did that in college. I mean, for yeah. like, what is it, the biggest contract in NFL <laughs> history? Yes, he does. <laughs> I, think I, think, I think I could swing a ketchup sandwich a day. <laughs> I think I could pull it off, yeah. too. I think, yeah. If you have, it means you're part owner of an MLB team and... Uh, yeah, I could. I think Practically I own it. Oakley, I mean. Facts. Facts, yeah. And he doesn't even have an Oakley visor. Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he probably has all the speeds in the world, though. Just like It's Andy. like the golfers walking <laughs> up 18, putting the Rolex on. <laughs> yeah, for the cameras. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But that's so weird to me that he's going to Texas. Uh, Shaka Smart to Marquette also is noteworthy. Um, uh, but not necessarily extremely noteworthy. Roy Williams retiring. That that one is pretty noteworthy. That's pretty crazy to me. Because he's going to go down as one of the Ghost. best coaches of all time. So. I mean, I got a couple stats here. Just so if you're not familiar, I mean, which you probably should be, but Roy Williams, uh, one of the most storied coaches in NCAA history ever. Three national championships, but he's fourth in all-time wins. He's the only coach with 400 wins at two different schools. I didn't realize he had 400 wins when he was the Kansas coach. Wow. I didn't. I honestly didn't. Young Roy Williams. Yeah, I didn't know he was the Kansas coach. 400 wins. I don't know what year it was, but he has the most wins of any coach over AP number one ranked teams in the history of the sport. Okay, yeah. So upset king. Loves to compete. And has produced 52 NBA players and counting with wow. Cole Anthony being his 52nd. Okay, yeah. That's those are some yeah. impressive stuff. So he'll be missed in the league. Also was twenty nine and zero in the first round until this year. Finished twenty nine and one. That's a good time to retire. But also his last win at uh, UNC's arena. I don't know what it's called. I wish I did. Not Chapel Hill. Uh, it's in, it's at Chapel Hill. I'll yeah, tell you that much. yeah, yeah. But it was uh, the last win there was against Duke. So okay, good time to retire. How then. much time you think Coach K has left? 
He's I probably, would say he's not far behind. Yeah. Because he's in the, he's in his seventies as well. So uh I think he's the most I think he'll wait until he gets his last win at Cameron Endor against UNC and then he'll yeah. probably retire. <laughs> I don't know who UNC is supposed to look at after a coach like that. Yeah, you're probably in disarray for a few days and then you gotta figure it out from there. But Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely noteworthy news. Well, I mean, we'll save our final four predictions for the end because I'm guessing that's gonna be your league talk lock. From Probably there. So, yeah. All right. Well, on to better, on to not better, but different things. The NBA uh, just announced, not necessarily just announced, but we've just fully, we've officially fully grasped the situation. I feel, yeah, they didn't really like. It was low talk. Key. Of, we've watched a lot of NBA games and hadn't really heard it mentioned until one a few days ago, and like we finally kind of understand the setup now. Yeah, the NBA has announced that they're going to do single play-in games for to play in tournament basically, uh, for the playoffs, where you'll have the ninth place seed playing the 10th place seed, uh, the 7th place seed playing the 8th place seed, and then the winner of both of those games playing together, the winner gets the 7th, and the loser gets or it's eighth. the Yeah, the, no, the loser of the 7 versus 8 game plays the winner play the of the 9 and 10 game. And then for the winner, the eighth seed, but the, the winner of the the seven eighth game originally just isn't as the seven seed, right? Solidified, okay. but then the, yeah, the, it would be the loser of that game plays the winner of the nine and ten on both sides of the conference, east and yes, west. Yes, both conferences are participating in this. So yeah, ten teams get a chance, and it's kind of like a little mini March Madness. Yeah, I was gonna say you it's love this, right? Game. I feel I like mean, I love yeah, this. Yeah, I think I think it's a good idea, and you might as well try something new. I, a lot of leagues are implementing new rule changes that NFL just did the 17 uh, regular or regular season, you know, games. That got yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Lions out. would be the first team to go 0-17. That would be cool. You were first to go 0-16. You and might as well get both of them. Yeah, might as well get both. Uh, yeah, can't get much worse. But And then also with, you know, hockey resh- reshaped their uh, divisions, and then, like, baseball is always doing some – anti-fun stuff like making the baseball it's so. an anti-fun league yeah even key. though today was opening day yeah and the tigers did catch a win in their very first game the and Reds miggy did have the first home run of the new year in the snow in the freaking blizzard yes at um, comerica the reds gave up 11 runs it just news. it'd be like that but <laughs> yeah i like that the play-in tournament is occurring just because like the COVID stuff has made it weird this year where a lot of teams have had to play without guys for certain periods or Games have been postponed, and I think it kind of gives a chance to balance out the rankings because looking at it right now, the East is all going to be so close, and the West too, but mm-hmm. all the teams are neck and neck and neck with each other within maybe a couple wins from like the third place to like the 10th place. Yeah. And I think it will give some of these teams that are maybe just outside the bubble an opportunity to make it. I mean, it would be like complete March Madness vibes. Yeah, for sure. And uh, if the Jazz do end up being the one seed in the West, they might have a very unfavorable matchup as an eighth seed because imagine the Lakers keep losing with no LeBron and no AD, and then they end up being in a playing game. Dude. And they they (sighs) maybe play the Jazz in the first round with a fully healthy roster. Um, So, like, this leads me to another – problematic. Leads me to another statement that I feel like I'm wondering about your opinion about. In other sports like soccer – there's like contracts where don't you have to play a certain number of games? There's like signing bonuses where if you like play incentive based incentive stuff. based yeah. where like if you play a certain amount of games you get this kind of bonus or like you get mm-hmm. this amount extra. Yes. Um, should something like that be implemented in the NBA so that you don't have guys like Kyrie missing a week to take time off to himself or like AD not playing because LeBron's not playing or like you know hasn't don't you feel like so much of that has happened uh, this year as yeah. opposed to previous years? Yeah, I mean, no, it's kind of been introduced the past few years with, like, load management and stuff. There should be, like, a, like a minimum of but games that I think required. the NFL is starting to do more of the incentive-based pay, like, oh, well, you know, he is guaranteed $6 million of his $10 million this year, but he could get up to, like, $12 million based with, like, with incentives or something. So, yeah, it's, like, I don't know. It, w- it would make them want to be ready every uh, – it's just so different because, like, the NFL, they play – 17 games now i guess uh and then the nba you know you're playing this year it's only 62 but normally you're playing like 82 games so you're playing like three times a week four times a week yeah 
I don't know what the excuse is this year. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I think maybe that would be a good idea. I don't know how you would set that up. Like it should just be like other sports. Like, incentive. If you hit race. like ten threes, you get like an extra million. No, but like it should be game. <laughs> it should encourage like players. Like a bonus per win. Yeah. Yeah, but it would also make Team sense goes on a winning streak. You get a just bonus. for playing in the game. Like every game you actually play. Like if you let's say you reach fifty games played, uh, you should get a bonus. At the end of the year, like I, th- I know soccer. Tristan Thompson would have been rich because he had that Iron Man. Uh, uh, he he, <laughs> he like had missed like a game every for like four game. years, yeah, uh, or That's five real. years or something. On the yeah, I mean, I like, love that in a guy, yeah. like, dude. That, from someone who played sports, like I never, never like didn't want to play. What yeah. is that? Exactly. Like I want to play and I want to win. If you know? you're healthy, exactly. you want to help your team win. You would think. Yeah, I don't know. What, and like, especially like, and personally, like imagining getting paid to play basketball like that right. would just be so awesome and i would I, i'll play basketball for free i swear <laughs> and with I the swear. trainers they have you think like their recovery would be good enough at this point i mean they got the it down to a science best. Yeah. world's best trainers and i think maybe part of it uh okay, like kd's been out longer but like we are seeing some of these like top tier guys starting to get hurt and the playoffs are just around the corner like Maybe they just want to rest up a little bit before they, <laughs> I guess. before the playoffs come around, so they can give it a hundred percent. But I don't. So on to KD, on to KD, on to KD. Yeah, KD's been KD has been all over, man. I mean, I I think uh, the general public is having mixed reviews about this. Like, you think Michael Rappaport is like a beloved comedian and actor? He's definitely notorious for being a jerk and kind of a hard nosed guy. Uh, very defensive, very passionate about his teams. He's a huge Knicks fan, um, which if you know any, they suck. Um, oh, they're turning it around. <laughs> no, Knicks fans. Knicks fans. Oh, suck. Knicks fans. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, they boo every time someone gets drafted for them. Uh, they, Porzingis got booed off. Got booed in the, uh, all the way to Dallas. Yeah, they got pretty much they just didn't want him. He felt disrespected. Anyways, Durant and Michael Rappaport have been – there's three months' worth of – Honestly, disgusting messages from both of them back to each other. Just absolutely aggressive with so much vulgarity. And I guess it started uh, because Rappaport tweeted, KD seemed deeply in his feelings with the NBA TNT crew after the game. He's super sensitive about everything. Don't do the interview then. That was when he gave a one-word answer to Chuck after that. Remember that? He asked him a yes or no question, and KD goes, yeah. That's and it's just quiet. <laughs> and he's like, oh, the face that Charles made. Anyways, he's for response back. I'm really going to try to read this clean. I'm going to try to read this in PG. I don't think it's going to work. You could, sub- you could make it like Mad Libs and substitute okay. the words in there if you want. He said, you a brat. And then Rappaport said, just do the freaking interview. And if you're upset about something they've said, say something. Up there looking like you were going to cry and stuff. And then KD said, I did the interview, you dumb me. Tell your your baby daddy Chuck to be better at his job and frame his questions better. He gave me two options for that dumb question, yes or no. And then Rappaport is just, I think Rappaport smelled blood in the water. Just kept posting stuff. And KD, I guess, is the most sensitive man in the world because really quick he responded to this one story that Rappaport put up. I heard it all before. Chuck doesn't need you as security, you pale, pasty, blank, blank, blank. <laughs> I swear, I'm going to spit in your face when I see your dirty butt. Bet your life on it. Meet me on 17th tomorrow at 10. Or better yet, what's your address? 10 a.m. at Steak and Shake. On the corner. Meet me there. Prick. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> like, and there's so much more, but like. It's like it's. It sounds like a modern warfare two lobby. Yeah, it like, really sounds like, like I'm playing COD, search and destroy. Yeah. And the best one is he's like, I can't wait man. to say this to your face. Yeah, <laughs> at the very end of the whole thing, I can't even read. There's no possible it's way. A, it's a very 2021 like tough guy standoff. He said, "Can't wait like, to tell you all this in person." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's just message back and forth until someone says something more vulgar. So I think there's multiple violations here. Uh KD really, I guess, is on social media too much because he took this to heart. He started mentioning Michael Rappaport's wife. Uh, I can't read those sentences. There's no way I can read them and then be clean. Uh, He's basically saying she's mad at him. Uh, Once the wife was mentioned, I think that's when Rappaport felt like it was um, 
worth posting and exposing all over social media, but that's kind of a rat move. You don't really, you shouldn't expose. What's in the DMs? What's in the DMs is in the DMs, and if you're a man about it, I feel like you should just handle it and not have to post. Like, well, that's that's kind of snaky. You know, that's where's the the tough guy standoff. <laughs> like, it's, I, it's not tough from either yeah, one of them. The way it's not tough when you get a lawyer involved. Yeah, yeah. and it's neither side is acting tough. It's, no. like, it's all childish. Well, that's kind of the point. It's, so that soft all around. The memes absolutely kill me though. Like they got pictures of Rappaport at Brooklyn games wearing a KD jersey, like exposing him. <laughs> uh, they're posting all these different. People are faking messages between the two, <laughs> just <laughs> completely making fake ones. But uh, that's definitely been entertaining to say the least to follow. It's kind of been a three month conversation that's just gotten uglier and uglier. Wait, but so Rappaport is a rat? Yes. You know rats kind of resemble mouses, and you know what KD is. A snake. A snake. You know what they like to eat? Mice. <laughs> you say mouses? My, mises. You <laughs> said mouses. You definitely just said mice, mouses. Mice. Mises. What about moose? Plural of it's mice. Of, plural moose is mice? No, no, no. Plural, plural of mouse is mice. Plural of moose must moose also is, be. Is it meese like geese? No, I think it's mooses, right? Moose. Dude, that can't be right. I think it could moose also be the plural version and the singular can someone do this? Zach, is anyone, this is anyone an English major? Plural version of moose. Should we do I'll a call a in now for that? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So we got a studio phone here. If you're listening live, the phone number I'll read in a second. But we need, we need you guys to call us, man. We'll take anything. If you want to talk trash, you want to give us a smoke, you love us, you hate us, we want to hear it. You want to tell us about singular and plural versions of words? Yeah. I mean, if we're missing something you want to let us know, call the studio phone at 334-844-9345. That's 334-844-9345. We can make a song about that, probably. 800 600 6014. All right, I've got <laughs> the answer. The plural of moose is moose. It is. Wow. Yeah, they don't you don't add an s. Wow. The it's English just language moose. just is so dumb. Yeah. Like I bet every other language has a plural I feel like word for with moose. the English language I learn something new like every day, yeah. honestly. I swear. <laughs> Like, oh, that's that's a thing? That's a word. Non-fungible. And something. <laughs> non-fungible. That's, that's a word? <laughs> something changes every day, too. It's an expensive yeah. word. A group of lions. <laughs> yeah. Pride. Learned oh, yeah. that, like, yesterday. But lions or tigers? Lions. Which, I like it. No, but is that if you had to pick one? You oh, pick lions. lions for sure. They got a pack. I mean, go lions. I like that. What about lions or bangles? If you had to pick between a lion or a bangle. I would pick a bangle every single time. Oh, wait, because bangles are tigers. Yeah, I'm going to probably that's stick tigers. with the you know, lion. Hey, that's gotta my go. boy. That's <laughs> just got to go through with it. That's my boy. Absolutely. Not the personal, though. No, Auburn, all... Auburn fan through and through. Yeah. Love the tigers. Oh, yeah, true. You guys Jeez, the tigers. I, no, I'll stick with the tigers. Yeah. I'm an Auburn fan. You can have the bangles. I'll keep no one Auburn wants... in. No one thinks Bengals are tough. I mean, I mean, they at least haven't gone 0 and 16. All right, next to our <laughs> next topic, <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge to the Nets. <laughs> what yes. the heck, man? And Drummond to the Lakers. Yeah, those. What's gonna, happening, dude? Just everyone's making weak moves. Was there any integrity left in the league at all? No. I, uh, Giannis signed a, a max to, to stay yes. in Milwaukee. Thank you, Giannis. That he has integrity. That's um, real. Kawhi didn't end up going to the Lakers a few summers ago. True, but he has bounced around what three if, different but teams. But if Steph in three goes years. to the Lakers this summer, then yeah, I might. Can you believe that's even a rumor? Did you hear that, Zach? What? Steph Curry and LeBron James apparently have been. There's been conversation about teaming up. I mean, I'd have to. I'd have. It would be we'd like, have to quit the show. Yeah, I feel like there'd it, be nothing to talk there'd about. There'd be no reason to have the NBA season anymore. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that's how it is nowadays. Just like an East and a West power team. Everyone's just trying to team up with other tough guys, well, and that's and that's what's disappointing. Like even like before the Nets added Harden, it was gonna be a very evenly competitive league. Like yeah, the Lakers and the Nets would have been the favorites still, but like there still was a chance for all those other teams to maybe uh, actually have a chance to win it all. But now with Drummond and uh, for the Lakers, and then the Nets have Griffin, Harden, Aldridge. I, I don't know. It's uh, probably going to be Lakers Nets. <laughs> I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but like it seems like in the NBA, they kind of pick where they want to play. Yeah, opposed the, to like teams. Well, this is know. new. David Stern, the commissioner, uh, has completely taken a stance where he just wants to make the players happy. Yeah. Like he. Wait. Well, that's the old commissioner, Adam Silver. Adam Silver. Yeah. David Stern David is the Stern one that was more hard. Was more hard and vetoed the Chris Paul to 
to the, the Lakers. Lakers trade to play with Kobe. But now yes. this is worse than anything we ever saw. Adam Silver is the yeah. softy. And yes. he will He's do anything to please, honestly, LeBron, who is the NBA PA with Chris Paul and with Kyrie. Kyrie, That's a heck of a squad right there. Jeez, talk yeah. about ego. Is that any good? Anyways, uh, yeah, Aldridge to the Nets and Drummond to the Lakers is just kind of – it's been a back-and-forth sequence where they sign one guy and, like, you see, like, the Lakers sign Schroeder and then the Nets want to sign Harden and then Nets sign Aldridge and they're like, shoot, I guess we'll get Drummond or maybe it was the other way around. My question is, who is more impactful, do you think, to their team? Aldridge being at the Nets or Drummond being on the Lakers? Uh, Drummond being on the Lakers. Why do you think so? I just, like, they're going to be huge now. They already were, but, like, now they are going to be huge. Huge. Not that I don't think Aldridge will be a valuable piece because that's just more, like, size for them, too. But, uh,. That is a I think Drummond's that, the better player right now. Yeah. But then again, if he's not going to be able to play with AD and LeBron for the next few weeks, that's going to be a problem when they do come back. Like there's it's going to take a while to get that chemistry. They haven't played ever before with each other, so um, I completely agree. And they probably won't for a second with both of them injured. Aldridge at least will get to play with, you know, Kyrie one night and then Harden the next night and then KD in a few weeks. See, I Kind of don't understand why each team went with the guy that they did. Don't you think it would have made more sense for Drummond to go to the Nets and provide that post-defensive yeah. presence they lost with Jared Allen? Yeah. And then Aldridge to go to the Lakers? They're yeah. already a w- good rebounding team, but yep. wouldn't that make s- I don't understand yeah. either side's Aldridge decision. Aldridge can shoot and Drummond can't, so it would have made sense to have uh, Aldridge in Los Angeles to stretch the floor a little more. And they don't need more shooting in Brooklyn. There's yeah, only exactly. one ball still. They yeah, they don't need more shooting. Exactly, yeah. exactly right. And, and Drummond could have just gotten rebounds and putbacks. And, and they could use more scoring in L.A. with LeBron and AD out. I agree. I think it should have probably been the other way around. But, but I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> the, the Lakers, at a, when they're fully healthy, also the Nets, both teams are going to be scary. We probably will not see them fully healthy till right before the playoffs, just like these guys designed. Yeah. Um, but, man, I mean – if, if Andre plays at the top of his game like we've seen him do, he is like the worst finisher at the rim in almost NBA history uh, with the amount of attempts he gets to the amount of finishes. Apparently, it is the worst in the NBA in the last like 15 years by a lot. I, I got to find that specific stat, but it was, a, it was specifically at the rim, his field goal percentage. It's just awful, which is weird to me, but he's such a force on defense that his presence alone helps, but... Yeah, I'm just – I was excited for the NBA playoffs this year, but now uh, it's dwindling unless we get some upsets. Yeah. That'd be the only – and uh, I think the Mavs are a team capable of upsetting. Maybe if they end up as a seven seed, yeah, they could upset 100%. whoever's at the two seed, the Clippers, I guess. I hope J.J. Redick is, finds use there because uh, he wasn't really getting used over in Nolens because – they are a strictly defensive team with with the way Van Gundy wants to coach, as we saw when he was at the Pistons and stuff. Um, but they, they apparently Stan literally told him, "There's no room for you here. We're looking to get rid of you." Uh, pretty straight up like that. And now he's at the Mavs, where they definitely and need shooting. Um, Luca, I mean, Luca's Luka. had enough shooting alone lately. But you're right. They just need. I don't know if Redick is the guy, but. I feel like they need something. Like they need one more yeah. guy. I mean, uh, Hardaway's been playing well, and Josh Richardson. Has but they need to step up to like addition. the next level. They need like a consistent third yes. score. Yeah. yeah, like they're both great players. But you know, if Luca and Porzingis, they just need a third guy. Like all these different teams. Because they like have like good wing players, but it'd be nice to get one that's like, a, like, a composition of them all. Like, yes. Of like, because don't they have Trey Burke too? Yes. If there was a guy that was like. Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway and Josh Richardson all in one. Combined. Then that would be like another 20 points there for sure. Yeah. Unite, but. Yeah. I mean, maybe they uh, figure something out, but I don't. it doesn't look like they're going to have enough uh, to make a whole run, but they're definitely a team that could upset anybody. This with Luca and Porzingis both have 30. I mean, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Anyways, on to NFL stuff. A uh, lot of movement. Um, wow, KD just apologized. Uh, for the drama, just got the update. Sorry that people seen the language that I used. Uh, yeah, probably should be. It kind of went too far. Never take it too far. But anyways, NFL stuff. The Dolphins trade down to the sixth pick in the draft 
actually, they traded like the twelfth pick you said, and then trade back yeah. to the sixth. Yeah, they made a trade first. Dolphins and 49ers, and the Dolphins win the trade, in my opinion, by a landslide. They got the 12th pick and then, like, another pick for this year and then, like, a first-round pick and a third-round pick for years from now. Also, the 49ers could get their guy. Yeah. Well, who is their guy? I don't know. It's going to be a quarterback. Well, they went – Shanahan went and saw Mac Jones throw the other day, so – Apparently, his pro day was peop- fantastic. Yeah. When they first traded up, people thought they were getting fields for sure, and then other people said Lance for sure, uh, Trey Lance, and then – now they're maybe thinking Mac Jones. But this is just my opinion. So and if anyone is a Bama fan, which, you know, I'm sorry for you, but uh, if they traded up to get Mac Jones, that is just a catastrophic mistake for them to give up that much yeah. when they could have literally drafted him, him at 12, yes. where they were. In I the think first so place. too. So if they trade up to do that, uh, that should just be embarrassing for the whole organization. I think not that he won't be. I I don't I don't think Mac Jones is that bad. I'm just like, why did you give up all that like to you know when you could have just gotten him at twelve? I don't uh, understand it at all. The Dolphins have turned Laramie Tunsil, the guy from Ole Miss, yeah, into like nine or no like seven first round picks or something. Their GM is really. Crazy. Pulling strings, dude. He's he's go. Who, yeah. I don't know who their GM is. I bet our buddy Ty Sovic would know. It's after. been a quick flip for the Dolphins. They, they yeah. look to be in good shape if Tua plays well next season. Um, who so who's the best QB that's not Trevor Lawrence in this draft then? Because it's pretty much safe. He's going first. I would say it's hundred percent safe. Um, it looks like. But Zach from there, Wilson. it seems like a lot of QBs. You think Zach Wilson? Yeah. It, this might be the first time we ever see the first four picks are QBs. And if the Bengals trade back. From the fifth pick, it might be the first time we see the first five picks. <laughs> are That'd be QBs. crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say who's the best. I think the teams are trying to figure out like themselves right now. They don't really know. Like it's pretty much certain that yeah, the Jags get Lawrence, and then I think people are thinking Zach Wilson's number two. Man, do you think that? Uh, I I don't know. He doesn't it's, look. It's just by if he doesn't pass the eye test. I'll say if you yeah. look up a picture of this guy. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't look. I like know, but a, he, he can throw the, the ball pretty geeky, far, and he's like... very mobile in the pocket. Yeah, uh, his size isn't a question. The teams he played is, but uh, I don't really care about that in the NFL anymore. Josh yeah. Allen played at Wyoming. This like, is so true. I don't, I don't really care about that anymore. There's and there's tons of guys that have went to schools you've never heard of, even who are in the NFL and have made a big impact. And there, if you get so, a good enough coach. I mean, heck, I could be a system QB for yeah. some of these teams. Like, it really is a lot of the, their fit in the specific system. But, I mean, after Justin Fields' pro day, he runs the same 40 time as, like, Kyle Pitts and, like, same 40 time as – Which both were crazy. People have been zooming. This draft class yeah. is so fast. It is. It's every year. Jamar like Chase with, like, a 4 three, eight. No draft combine probably also makes this whole thing. It's really yeah, they fast. might be a little better numbers, but, like yeah. – they can't be that far off. With like, yeah. there's multiple people timing in it at one time. Well, Fields is timed on his forty, four four four. Yeah, right? yeah. Him That's man. for a quarterback. It's moving. That's hauling. It's, uh, Lamar never ran an official one or like any sort of pro day one, I guess. But he does have an unofficial like four three one. Uh, so that would be the fastest. But the okay, but Lamar is like was RG three. He's like running back speed. Lamar. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he is a running back who also is uh, good at throwing a football. But I would say Justin Fields is more of a proven thrower already. Yeah. Than Lamar was. But uh, for some reason, in the like more recent mock drafts, like literally from like today and yesterday, Fields dropping. Fields dropped, and I don't get uh, it. Dan Orlovsky, I guess, yeah, reported that coaches are concerned about his work ethic, and then he had a follow up like social media post about. How they We're were straightening like it out. Coaches that reached out to him who were like close with Fields and said that that's not true at all. But I don't know. Uh, How I do we feel about Dan Orlovsky? I, I, he kind of. Uh, you probably like him. Who he is played, he's a he backup had, quarterback? Yeah, he played for the. He had that infamous. Uh, yeah, no. Highlight where he ran out of the back of the end zone for a safety. Yeah, he, but that's who is he? He's not a source of. Uh, he shouldn't. I since mean, when you become a source of been, info? He has been just his job ESPN. where he like he's an analyst. That's what but I'm saying. Yeah. But I don't really li- appreciate a lot of the things that he says. No, know. but I, if that actually like affects where he, I don't I don't think they know. And it like, should not. We're just speculating more and more. But the draft doesn't happen for another few weeks. It's the end of April. Um, yeah, but it should be interesting. I think the Bengals, uh, they 
it's a real possibility that they trade back. Um, I think they'll have their choice of prospects. Do you want them to trade back? We'll see. I don't know. If they could get something, like get some picks and only move back like three or four spots and, yeah, get some extra ones. Oh, my God, breaking news. Bengals trade to the first pick in the draft. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait, it's April Fool's Day. Ah, oh, you're so funny. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I I so funny. They need a QB. Yeah, that was a little obvious. That was a little obvious. Yeah, they need a they QB. They need a QB. Yeah, they need a knee for their QB. No, he's got he's got his knee now. Um, I would have given him my ACL, though. Uh, I bet you would have. I would have, too, though. Um, okay, but on the golf, on the golf, on the golf, on the golf. We love golf. We Zach do. loves golf. Zach's the best golfer of our squad, pretty much. Confirmed. Other than other than me, yeah. Other than Shoop, <laughs> for sure. But he's also the sweatiest. Would you also say? Yeah, that? You're I, put, I put some time in. You do put the time in. So like, I feel like that's kind of how golf works. Is really a reflection of time you put in because if you don't play for like a couple months, it's almost like starting over. Definitely. Like it's like, eventually it's riding a bike. But yeah. Anyways, what do you see? Uh, happening this weekend in the Valero tournament. We just played a, a round on the golf game. Uh, if it's anything like the golf game, the greens are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> if it's like the golf game, a lot of turtle backs, pretty hard to hold. Like, <laughs> hope you hope you're chipping it pretty good. Yeah. A lot of bunkers. Bunkers in the middle of the green again, which I hate that. Yeah. What was that hole that has? Yeah, like, one in the middle of the part three. That That's sick. Can we talk about 18 for a second? Beautiful. Sick. Beautiful. You got the clubhouse in the background. Yeah, a little creek running through. Oh, my gosh. Some crazy things could happen. Seems like a ball striker's course. So, by that, you mean you think it's Spieth's course? or like? uh, Gee, I hope so. Yeah. I'm on the Spieth train. Same. So is but Shoup. I honestly so don't, I don't want him to, like, peak too early because, like, I want him to make a run at the Masters. Yeah. Which, apparently, he's been moving up, like, the the odds yeah. of the leaderboard. Because, I mean, he's, he's got history he's like there. top five, top six. Yeah. Has he, he won at the Masters right before? Yeah, round. he's won. And, uh, he was, like, really young and then had that – he was leading and had this meltdown and, like, hasn't been the same yeah. since then. The thing about, like, Spieth is, like, when you watch him play, it's like watching, you know, like, one of the guys. It's like you see him, like, on a heater and he gets up to that next tee and you have no idea where that thing <laughs> yeah. is going, dude. It's yeah. like uh, last week when he drove it on the other green. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would yeah. bounce yeah. and bounce and kept Can't, going. Canley's like making a putt and a ball is just like running across yeah. the green. And, and he putted it. He didn't even know the ball was right there. He yeah. putted it anyway. Laser, laser <laughs> focus. Yeah. Who do you like? Oh man, I mean, as of right now, I have been really following Tony Finau just because I'm a man of statistics. I like to say, and even though he can't close, the man has finished top ten thirty-seven times in the last four years since his last win at the 2016 Puerto Rico Open. How does that happen? There's got to be one day, one we weekend that he can close. I mean, I, I don't know who's going to win, but with stats like that, what has been his problem? He just can't close? He just can't finish? Like, Yeah, it's just those Sundays. Sunday scaries. It's ridiculous. It's a lot of times, like, you see him, like, go in the back nine, like, in a lead or something, and then, like, he'll make some mistakes on, like, 14-15 and, like, get out of it, and then he'll, like, birdie, like, 16-17, and then, like, finish, like, one or two back. But, like, was never really in the hunt, you know? Like, got him late. I mean, he's getting paid. He's the oh, ninth he golfer the in the money. world. I mean, second place will still get you million-plus at these tournaments. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, Like, last week, 1.1 to uh, Scotty. <laughs> Is that any good? So, wait. That's easy. Last weekend, a bunch of no-names in that tournament right like there was the wgc uh, which was separate yeah wgc was the one that scotty scheffler made the 1.1 million in the final okay the, that was the match play and then the match that was interesting to watch yeah and then there was one in like puerto rico or like punicana which like was some the, island the that's like an no opposite names. field event okay because wgc is like where you get all the like top 50 players in the world Did you say and there's a lot of money at the WGC? yeah that's like the big money and like that's the incentive to get the big players it's like you're at least walking out with like thirty four thousand for oh. like coming in dead last. I love like the head to head format. Like we yeah. saw Billy Herschel at the end going head to head. Feels like you know Sunday matches with the boys. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, it definitely is extremely hype. And like a lot of these guys will finish. Like if you're down three holes with two to play, they call it. And then it was funny to watch. Like because it was match play, someone hits a bad shot. They don't even yeah, watch. Pick it, it up. <laughs> pick it up. Pick it up while it's rolling. Take it to the next one. It definitely looks like us playing out there head to head. Yeah. So, what are y'all's looking uh, picks for Masters? What do you like? So, I just learned today that Victor Hovland is playing in the Masters. 
He didn't I know get you invited. love to see that. I do love to see it. He's got 30 to, 31 to 1 odds, which I think. Sleeper. We say that's plus 310 or 3,100. 3,100. Yeah, that is 3,100. Yeah. I mean, I like the juice there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> tasty. Yeah, but he wasn't able to play in the last one. I don't think Daniel Berger either, uh, just because the COVID stuff, because it was like in the fall, and then they hadn't qualified because I guess Hovland hadn't won a major yet. But you know that's my boy. Yeah. And I like Berger too. Absolute yeah. dog at Pebble this year. It was dog. Coming down like back nine, just absolutely. That three Chunk. wood into 18. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Who uh, – who do you like for the Masters? Uh, you know, I mean, you know, I'm a JT guy. I like him too. I mean, with the performance he put on at the players, you know, he's, he's got cracked. he's got every shot in the bag. So I th- I think you know at Augusta you just have to have every shot in the bag because you know you never have like a flat lie. You always have to like shape your shots in there. So I mean, oh that's fun. I love him. Yeah, oh, I like yeah. Justin. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the Kool Aid Man? Yeah, I swear. Oh yeah. Anyways, yeah, Justin, definitely you don't want to put a wedge in his hand. Yeah. Because uh, he – I like Colin, too, though. Another too. ball striker. I do, too. He's got insane irons. Arguably yeah, and he already showed the, the ice. Already he's got a major. What about Bryson? That's what I was about to ask. Do you think uh, being 50 yards ahead of everyone else off the tee box is beneficial at the Masters? Yeah. Uh, I saw, like, a breakdown of, like, the lines that he would be taking off the tees. Crazy. And there's some holes that, like – He's getting over like a stroke and a half gained off the tee. Just oh like, you know, he's got a wedge in. I mean, it's kind of like Bay Hill having 60 in on a par five. Well, we saw him. Uh, that was the U.S. Open, right? Bay Hill was uh, the Arnold Palmer invitation that Invitational. he won like a couple weeks ago. I remember the. Uh, yes. Okay. He also won the U.S. Open. Yeah. And that was. He it was six under par. I don't think anyone else in the whole field. I think Matt Wolf was even in second. Yeah. Ran with it. So I think, yeah, there are some courses where if you were just hitting it over trees and stuff, lines other guys can't take. Yeah. That's a heck of an advantage. But. Exactly. Uh, give me Sun JM. Love it. I love it. Love it. I love it. Talking about no, people with every shot in the back. Yeah. He, he's, he has it like that. I also like Morikawa a lot as well. And. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Lee Westwood has been moving up, but yeah. honestly, hey. if Kepka yeah. is yeah, there Kepka. and able to play, is he's had a knee injury, I think. But like, yeah, he just got engaged today. I was about to yeah. say he got if, engaged to his extremely he, attractive wife. Yeah. Shout out to him. She looks pretty good. I'll still take DJ's wife though. Yeah, well, just because uh, she's a Gretzky, yeah. uh, I would definitely too. What about DJ? He uh, won the Masters last yeah. year. Yeah, reigning champ. Does that ever happen? Do people yeah. win back-to-back years? Like, I think if your name's like starts with a tiger, tiger yeah, yeah, I think it Did works that it? way. Is he the only one? No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like people back in the day have done it. I don't. I don't know off the top of my head though. I'm definitely hoping Tiger's healthy because we're gonna be missing him at the Masters. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, that's his course. Yeah. <laughs> he might as well. He's staying. I think Jack Nicklaus has the most Masters of anyone though. Really? Yeah. I think he's the king out there. I think Tiger is one. Maybe Nicholas is in first, I think. One behind all time in Nicholas and major wins. Does that sound yeah. right? I think two. Maybe two behind? Yeah. So we definitely hope to see Wait, him was, return. Was it at the Masters last year when Tiger had that, like, 10 on a par three? Yeah, number that? 12 yeah. on final day. Absolutely. Yeah. It was his first After ever double-digit, like, hole, I think. Like, on a... His first one ever? I believe so. I feel like I remember that, too. But, I mean, that's after winning it the year before. You got Tony <laughs> Finau in the final group with them. Yeah. Yeah. God, I just – Finau just – you imagine being close. there on Sunday? Finau's like Max. Playing, Max playing with close. Tiger. 2019, Tiger Woods walking up 18. In the red shirt. Man, that would be electric. I want to go, man. Yeah, like, man. I'm, I've been putting in the lottery every year. I'm just waiting At the on. Masters? Yeah, just trying oh. to get a ticket. Is that I think how a, I think a practice works? round would be so sick to go to, too. Does it have the lottery for the practice round also? I think it's, like, literally lottery for, like, the whole week. Like, you're just going to get two passes for one day. Did you see the meal that DJ put together? Yeah, like, I think, pretty good. I think it's the most gas meal. I Like, uh, you said this earlier today, Shoop. If it was your deathbed, uh, if it was a meal they gave you on your deathbed. That's probably what I'd You'd pick. be cool Like, it. it would be, like, everything. So it here's the, the menu. It was awesome. It was just so starts awesome. off with pigs in a blanket and lobster. I'm strong. sold. That's strong. The, that's the, those strong. are the appetizers. And yeah, corn fritters. First course, house salad, Caesar salad. It's classic. Yeah, I'll get. I'll have both. Thanks. I'll you. probably get. Yeah, <laughs> no I'll get both. Is there an and option? Yeah. <laughs> uh, family style sides, mashed potatoes, and spring veggies. Love He's it. a Southern boy. Man. Yeah. Southern boy. 
He's a nice little Florida boy. Main course, filet mignon and miso marinated sea bass. Yes. Probably caught right off the I will, shore. By I will way. put the sea bass on top of the filet. <laughs> and with <laughs> Again, the lobster. I will be having both. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for playing. <laughs> and then to close off the day, we got peach cobbler and apple pie with vanilla ice cream, all uh, served in honor of Mr. Dustin Johnson. Yeah. That's just that's all you want in Georgia is peaches. Uh, Peach yeah. cobbler. Yeah. Nothing screams I'm from South Carolina like that menu right there. <laughs> Oh man, DJ's goat. Uh, I mean, number sure. one in the world. He's gonna be tough to beat. I mean, he literally can't hit a bad shot. It seems like no, and he's so cool and calm, collected by just everything. I feel like, yeah. like he just cannot kinda, be mentally shaken. I kind of am rooting for a playoff next weekend. That's kind of what I want. Oh, yeah. saw, I want like a five man. You know, yeah, like, just exactly just, like you know, the whole Texas yeah, guns yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I want to last. All. I want like two more hours of free golf on, yeah. this, on that Sunday. That's like the U.S. Open that Tiger and uh, Rocco Mediate had to play on Monday. Brock, they played a whole yeah. eighteen hole playoff. They played eighteen. Yeah. Why? Um, I don't know. I think it was they like a kept, U.S. Open. They thing. kept tying. No, it was like. If there was a playoff, it was already determined that it's going to be an 18-hole match. Oh, my God. That's so wow. sick. The next day. But it would be like stroke play 18 again. Oh, my gosh. On yeah. Dude, that would be It was be in so like 2008. Sick. Torrey Pines. That would be so sick. I, I love Torrey Pines. Highlights to that. Yeah. I absolutely love Torrey Pines. Are we missing anything? Do we, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Do we just cross off everything, you think? So, wait. Who are y'all's locks? Zach, give the league talk lock. It can be golf. It can be... I know golf locks are hard. Uh, yeah. But it can um, be you can get lucrative. I like Justin Thomas right. to win the win the Masters. Write it down. Lock right it there. in. Log ding ding lead. ding. Lock it in. JT on the Masters. I like it. I like it a lot. I think our board is about to go out. I don't know. Shoop, before we're out. Uh well I think our m- me and you decided on this earlier and since Tucker Final four and Bo locks. are not here. Uh this will be the league talk lock. It's Baylor minus five against Houston. I just think. Put it in. Write yeah, it down. Just write go ahead and stone. stamp it. Let's Put a lock around it. Throw away the key. Don't forget it. Throw it in the This ocean. is a exactly. bad line. Yeah, Baylor. This is a bad. Baylor's like, just much too good. Like, I have no. Houston, no I don't Houston. think, will be able to put up points. Yeah, they, they went on the. It's the first time ever a team has played all double-digit seeds to get to the Final Four. It's a cakewalk. So to this yes, point. yeah, I kind of feel like it is. And they have, weren't necessarily covering against these teams. No, they had ever. To, they had to come back against Rutgers. They were down nine with like three minutes left and came back and won. And they have some oh. dogs. Don't get me wrong. They got the one guy, not Jay Sean Tate. I don't know why I want to call him that. Uh, is it Jalen Tate? Maybe he's the guy that had the hit pointer. Um, that I swear was faking it. Uh, because he's able to come back the next game. Um, I'm savage. It's Jaru, I think. Dejan Jaru. And he's nice. He's definitely nice. He averages 10, 11 a game, and he's definitely a momentum guy. But yeah, he's the guy that was like, I'm a savage. I'm a savage. Mess with me. He's yelling at his mom, yeah, I'm a like, savage, mom. I told mom. you I'm going to play. I told yeah, you, I I'm, told you I'm a dog. You made a savage. Yeah, we'll see about that. Gonzaga, I mean, Baylor, Baylor. minus five. But, yeah. <laughs> Baylor minus five. Baylor. Hey, second Baylor. thoughts. Baylor. Okay. And then uh, I also kind of like, the the over in the Gonzaga UCLA game. Yeah. One forty five. So you do you think does that mean you think it's gonna be close or is it not gonna be? They're just gonna spank them and drop a hundred. Because they could. I'm So do you like I, the the Gonzaga line? Is it like fourteen? It's or? a huge line. It's the biggest ever I, I think that UCLA covers plus fourteen. Just because completely out of I'm principle. I'm not saying that's a lock. Completely out of principle. Out yeah. of principle. 14's a lot. And based off yeah. the way they've been playing, like I have a hard time seeing that they'll just like go away so easily i do, i just scrappy. like Gonzaga is so good i know they are but like you might be caught off guard by the scrap i think ucla deserves to be there honestly they really do they've played like they they've had some close there, games so. that they've won and they definitely wanted it more than we did it seemed and yeah i, I agree with i you. don't think they're gonna win but i think i think they can play well enough to it's actually almost to plus 15 it's plus 14 and a half the last time there was a line this big was kentucky and i don't remember what year but somebody earlier uh it didn't cover the other team. The Kentucky only won by eight, um, just out of reference. Yeah. So completely out of principle, largest spread in the history of the Final Four. I love it. Yeah. For the plus, but it is Gonzaga. They could beat them by thirty. 
Or maybe I mean, it's a weird game and UCLA wins by like three. I don't know. Everything's on the table. Yeah, if that happens, Vegas always knows. Though. I know nothing. If that happens, <laughs> yeah. I know nothing about sports. Yeah. This is one of those lines that really makes you think about it. It's scary. I know, like, dude, it's like it looks so dumb, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you. It's like I, could, trap I could look so dumb right now. Yes, it's a trap line. I think that's it. I think that's it for today. Zach, glad to have you with yeah, us. Yeah, guys, thanks for again sure. for uh, the invite. Absolutely. We're going to have you back on because we're going to do uh, master stuff, and we're just going to keep going with the golf. Word, on. word, word. Well, you're yeah, it was really cool seeing this in person, guys. Absolutely, yeah. dude. Absolutely. Uh, we miss Tucker and Bo. Uh, I don't know. Remember if I said this earlier, Tucker, Uncle Tuck's got to go visit his fam, and I'm just going to keep saying Bo's with the lady friend every time he misses. <laughs> um, anyways, you're listening back. to League Talk on 91.1 WEGL. We'll catch you guys on the flip. On the flippity flip. Cheers. Thanks for listening to League Talk. For more sports content, follow us on Twitter at League Talk underscore WEGL, where we are happy to discuss the hottest takes in sports. If you ever miss a show, check out our previous episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Tune in next week, Thursday at 8, on Weagle 911 FM. This is League Talk, signing off.